It is week two of college football and week one of the NFL. Thursday night football kicking off the NFL season tonight with Bills versus Rams out. So far, so excited to pick NFL games again. But before we get to my picks for this week, let me first just say a couple other things going on in the sports world. Mainly this week, it was announced that a 12-team college football playoff is going to start. Sometime this decade, uh, initially they thought around 2026, but now they're even thinking about as early as 2024. Um so my initial reaction is, well, it's there's money involved, definitely. You know, more schools get in on, in on the action. Um, and I firmly believe that right now there are only a handful of teams that truly have a legit shot um, to compete year in and year out for the championship, like at the very top of the college football mountain. You take your Alabamas, your Georgias, your Ohio States, maybe your Oklahomas and your Clemsons. Um, but other than that, there's not a lot of like just cream of the crop teams that you would say, oh yeah, they could just go out and win a championship every year. Well, but I do think this will open up more opportunities for, um, you know, teams to play for a championship and it makes all the New Year's Six games uh, relevant again. Um, whenever you had New Year's Six games that weren't playoff games, like it didn't really mean much to a lot of players. So you would have, you know, NFL draft prospects that, you know, in the past, they would just say, why play an extra game when I'm already rated as a high-grade first-round draft pick? And it made sense why they set out the bowl game. But if they have something to play for, then maybe that's really you know enough incentive for them to uh, stick it out and, uh, and try to help their team win a natty. Um, so bottom line, college football playoff expanding to 12 teams this decade and uh it'll be very exciting to see some you know some matchups that we don't get to see extremely often maybe like a maybe maybe down the road like a usc and texas a&m i don't know maybe uh you know just more more georgia and even georgia oklahoma georgia ohio state you know those types of cross-country games um very, very interested to see how that stands going forward. A 12-team college football playoff starting this decade. Breaking news today, uh, Dabo Swinney, the head coach for Clemson, got a 10-year contract through 2031. It is valued at about $115 million, which is the largest contract by total compensation in college football. I mean, Dabo Swinney, he's definitely deserved it. Uh, he's won a couple, nat I believe, yeah, a couple national titles with Clemson, maybe one or two. Um, but he's just one of the premier coaches in the game. Clemson definitely had a down year last year, um, but they are ranked number five right now um, after their opening week win against Georgia Tech on Monday night. It'll be interesting with Clemson, though, to see and and their team going forward if DJ Uagale is really the starting quarterback for them or if it's Cade Kubinek, and might get into that later. Um but nonetheless, Dabo is locked up at Clemson for roughly the next decade. And then also today, Sean McVay and Les Snead, the head coach of GM for the LA Rams, who opened the season tonight against the Bills. They got new contract extensions, and they will be extended at the Rams through at least 2026. All right. First game we'll get to in college football this week, week two college football, is one of the late games on Saturday night. And this is going to be number nine Baylor taking on number 21 BYU up uh, in Utah. 
It is scheduled for 9.15 p.m. Central, the kickoff on ESPN, and the over-under is set at 53.5 with BYU as a field goal favorite. Both teams won pretty convincingly in their opening week matches. Um, Here's my assessment of this. BYU has a very talented and experienced roster and their quarterback hall. He's very experienced, very talented. Um, He has good running backs to support him. And Baylor, their quarterback, Blake Chapin, he's good. And, you know, Dave Aranda has a really good roster. But is Baylor going to be able to compete in the altitude of Utah? And with BYU at night, I am. That game's going to be quite raucous up there. Um, yeah, I'm going, I guess it's going to be an upset because BYU is like 12 spots lower in the rankings than Baylor. But I just think BYU is the better team in this situation. So I'm going to go with BYU um, to win outright against Baylor and uh, move to 2-0. and And again, that's 9.15 p.m. Central Saturday night on ESPN. And then going to the SEC. So an early SEC on SEC matchup in the season, week two. Number 20, Kentucky is heading to the Swamp to take on number 12, Florida, who has joined the rankings after their week one upset of Utah. Uh, Florida is a six-point favorite in this game. The over-under is set at 51 and a half, and it is a 6 p.m. Central kickoff on ESPN, um, the game uh, preceding Baylor and BYU. So last week, people got to saw that quarterback Anthony Richardson's kind of the real deal. People are calling him the second coming of Kent Newton. I said that last week as well, and he definitely proved it in the game versus Utah. Um, Florida held on to win. Um, Travis Etienne's little brother at running back, he made some plays too. As as for Kentucky, I mean, quarterback Will Levis, he played all right in their first game, uh, but they still do not have running back Chris Rodriguez to help support him. And I just think Florida, they have better athletes than Kentucky. Um, Kentucky has some good athletes in spots, but overall Florida just had, just has way better offensive weapons, especially on the outside. Um, so give me Florida to win at home and cover the six point spread. And, uh, get moved to 2-0 and, um, and just further prove why it was crazy why they weren't ranked. And no no kidding that they went from outside the top 25 to rank to being ranked near the top 10. All right, so this is one of the headliners of Saturday. It's number one Alabama traveling to Austin to take on the Texas Longhorns. 11 a.m. Central, uh, noon Eastern kickoff on Fox. This is the Fox Big Noon kickoff, national television. Overrunner set at 61 and a half, and Bama is a 20-point favorite. Both teams easily won in week one. Alabama destroyed Utah State in Tuscaloosa, and uh, Texas won, I believe it was against uh, Louisiana Lafayette. Let me let me check to see who Texas beat in week one. I know I saw it on the screen uh, last week. Let me verify. Big 12, Big 12, Big 12. Oh, Louisiana Monroe. I'm so, I was off a little bit, but nonetheless, they beat Louisiana Monroe 52 to 10 very easily. So going to this matchup, first of all, you got to look at Bama, and there's a reason they're 20-point favorites on the road. You have Nick Saban, the greatest coach in college football history. You have Will, Will Anderson, the, and the linebacker position, who's arguably the best player in college football overall. You have quarterback Bryce Young, who is the reigning Heisman Trophy winner and showed last week why he is the favorite to win it again this year. 
not CJ Stroud. Um, they have plenty of wide receiver help, especially from Jermaine Burton. He's a Georgia transfer. Um, just Alabama's filled with five stars up and down this roster. Nick Saban is 25-2 and two against his former assistants, and the head coach at Texas, Steve Sarkeesian, was the offensive coordinator a few years ago at Alabama. And, of course, Saban's two losses came last year with Jimbo Fisher to Texas a and Kyle Field and then to Georgia in the national championship game. But that's uh, – I, no, I digress on that point. And on the Texas side, I mean, Quinn, Uwer, Quinn Ewers, he's a very talented five-star freshman. Um, but he easily could have had a lot of sep- interceptions during the game last week versus Louisiana Monroe. So Bama, I think, is going to feast on him a little bit. Um, he's going to have be John Robinson, arguably the best running back in America. He's going to have to get something going um, because I think Alabama is going to zone in on him, force Quinn Ewers to throw on the outside. And Bama just has the talent everywhere in defense to just kind of hone in on him, grab a few interceptions and call it a day. So the atmosphere at Daryl K. Royal in Austin is going to be electric. You know, Alabama, Texas, two of the biggest brands in the sport. Um, just going to be an amazing game to watch, but I honestly think Alabama is going to destroy Texas (laughs) much to my delight. I mean, I don't like either of these teams, but you know, I, A&M is forever Texas or Texas is forever A&M's, um, enemy. So, uh, roll tide in this game. This is going to be a blowout. Um, Texas is going to be electric early, but that adrenaline is going to wear off pretty quick when Bryce Young just torches them and their defense just pins their ears back and um, destroys Quinn Ewers as well. So Alabama wins, covers the 20 point spread easily. Um, I would call it like 52 to uh, 21, something like that. Alabama is going to roll over Texas in Austin on Saturday. And coming back over to College Station on Saturday, number six, Texas A&M is hosting Appalachian State. Uh, A&M is... They are 19-point favorites now. They were 17-point favorites earlier in the week. And the over-under for this matchup is set for 53-and-a-half. And this game kicks off at 2.30 p.m. Central Time on ESPN2. So I was at the game last weekend versus Sam Houston State, which have, which included a three-hour weather delay, and most of the stadium was emptied by the time the second half was finally able to start. Um, that's neither here nor there. I will say, Anaya Smith, um, the 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 Aggies' best weapon on offense, both catching the ball and running the ball, he had a solid game. But Haynes King, he had almost 400 yards passing, three touchdowns, two picks. But um, in, in the first half, other than two long touchdown passes that Haynes King had, the AM offense really wasn't that impressive. Um, Devon A. Chain in the running game didn't do that much against Sam Houston's front and say, I will say that the Aggie defense was very exceptional. Hence why they shut out Sam Houston state. Um, they're going to have to pay attention, attention though, to chase Bryce because chase Bryce last week versus North Carolina in a, I believe is six over four or six overtime loss to them, put up six touchdowns total. So, um, I, I can see app state putting up points, but I, I think A&M's defense is still gonna, uh, win out the day. Haynes King, is going to put up good numbers again. He just needs to limit those underthrows and those overthrows, not be as greedy as I thought he was on Saturday. 
Um, and I think he'll be fine. And Devon A. Chain is due for a big game. So I think he goes for over 100 yards on the ground. AM wins. Um, but I don't, I actually don't think that AM is going to cover the 19 point spread. So AM wins the game, but they will not cover the 19 point spread. But they will beat App State and move to 2 0 in the season. Uh, staying in the SEC, South Carolina and number 16, Arkansas meet in Fayetteville. Uh, Arkansas is eight point favorites, uh, over under set at 52 and a half. 11 a.m. Central kick on ESPN. So court, quarterback battle on this one, Spencer Rattler for South Carolina versus K.J. Jefferson for Arkansas. K.J. Jefferson really showed out last week in Arkansas's opener. Um, Raheem Sanders out of the backfield was great. Jaden Hazelwood on the outside transfer for Oklahoma made some big plays. Um, and say both teams, I think, could put up some points. But uh, I think Arkansas is just more talented overall on both offense, Steve. And so give me Arkansas to win and cover the spread in this early Saturday matchup. And then we have SEC versus ACC in this next game. So it's number 24, Tennessee, after absolutely destroying Ball State in their home opener. They go up to Pittsburgh to take on the Pittsburgh Panthers, who uh, beat West Virginia in the backyard brawl last week on Thursday in a very, very tightly contested contest. Um, number 24 versus number 17, uh, over under for this game is set at 65 and a half Tennessee are touchdown favorites on the road. And this is a two 30 PM central kick on ABC national television. Hinden hooker, uh, and the Tennessee offense had no trouble versus ball state. Um, and their defense was it, it improved versus ball state. Tennessee had one of the worst defenses in the sec last year, but it was nice to see them hold ball state to almost nothing on offense. And then for Pittsburgh, I mean, very emotional win over West Virginia in the backyard brawl. Um, Pat Narduzzi and Pittsburgh's fans definitely gave it to ESPN because ESPN thought that West Virginia was going to be the majority of the fans at that game, but very, very much wrong on ESPN's part. And Pittsburgh uh, ended up being the victor in that game. But getting back to this matchup, Pittsburgh is 3-0 all-time versus Tennessee. And in fact, they went into Knoxville last year and beat the Volunteers uh, at Neyland Stadium. So it's not that run of possibilities that Pittsburgh could win. And uh, Jordan Addison, of course, left for UFC, USC, excuse me. Um, but the Pittsburgh transfer wide receivers, they're doing just fine. And Roddy Hammond Jr. out of the backfield is doing a ni- did a nice job uh, helping out Keaton Slovis um, on the offensive attack. So, uh Wow, this is going to be a very, very impressive game. I just think Pittsburgh, um, Pat Narduzzi, the way he talked after the game to Scott Van Pelt, he was just like, no rest, just like getting on to the next game versus Tennessee. Um, And I think Pittsburgh's going to win and, you know, cover the game at home. Just the way that they play week one, I think they're they're in for it. Hinton Hooker's going to put up some numbers, but um, give me Pittsburgh to win in this game at home going back to uh this is another acc versus sec matchup this time hosted by an sec school number 23 wake forest uh is a 12 and a half point favorite on the road versus vanderbilt who is two and oh <laughs> look at vanderbilt winning two games and that's that matches their win total over the last two seasons so good for vandy and the over under for this game is set at 66 Another 11 a.m. Central kick on SEC Network. Um, quarterback Mike Wright for Vanderbilt. The Commodores, he's doing great. Um, 
Unfortunately for Vanderbilt, this stat is working against them. They have lost seven straight games versus ranked opponents. And with quarterback Sam Hartman coming back for Wake Forest, this could spell the end of Vanderbilt's dream run. I'd say Wake Forest wins um, the game, and but I think Vanderbilt keeps it close. Um, very close game, but Wake Forest, the, the Demon Deacon, should end up handing the Commodores their first loss of the season. Okay, moving to number 15 in Miami, hosting Southern Miss. Uh, Miami, 26-point favorites at home, over-unders 57. 11 a.m. Central kick on ACC Network. Um, just This is just a talent mismatch. Uh, Mario Cristobal in Miami is just way more talented than Southern Miss. Um, and Southern Miss has a quarterback problem. You have Frank Gore Jr. doing more things at quarterback for Southern Miss than their actual quarterbacks. Um, and Southern Miss also lost into four overtimes last week. So I don't know how tired they are. And, you know, Miami, it may, maybe Miami is going to look ahead to AM for next weekend, but uh, I don't see them losing against Southern Miss. They're going to handle Southern Miss pretty easily, in my opinion, in Miami. Uh, number three, Ohio State, after their gritty win over Notre Dame last Saturday night, they are now hosting Arkansas State in the horseshoe again in Columbus. Uh, the Buckeyes are 44.5-point favorites. The over-under is 68.5. 11 a.m. Central kick on Big Ten Network. Um, what what impressed me the most about Ohio State was their running game. and They, they were able to run it whenever C.J. Stroud couldn't really get a prolific passing attack going with the with the outside weapons like Marvin Harrison Jr. We'll see if Jackson and Smith Jigba is going to come back. It, he's still uncertain for the game. But if he is, this... Ohio State will definitely win and cover the 44 and a half easily. Um, and and Ohio State's also their defense also they limited Notre Dame to 10 points total, which um, is a good sign because going forward in in the Big Ten for matchups like against Michigan and Michigan State, uh, Ohio State's going to need both sides of the ball to be elite in those matchups. Now for Arkansas State, they drubbed Grambling in their opening matchup, but Ohio State's a different animal. No way they hang with the Buckeyes. So. I'd say Ohio State wins and covers 44 and a half in the horseshoe on Saturday morning. And speaking of those Michigan Wolverines, they are hosting uh, the Hawaii Hurricanes. Um, or excuse me, the Hawaii Warriors. <laughs> They're not the Hurricanes. They're the Hawaii Warriors. The Warriors, though, are 0-2. They are taking on Michigan. And you know what? Michigan is favored by 51 and a half. Over-under set is 65. 1 p.m. Central kickoff on Big Ten Network. Um, Michigan is off and running. They thumped Colorado state and many people thought they'd be off to a slow start, but no, they just rolled. They absolutely rolled over Colorado state in their opening in their opening weekend win, uh, Hawaii, they're Owen two, and in their matchups, they have been outscored 112 to 27 in their two losses. So, yeah, Timmy Chang and the rest of the Hawaii coaching staff has their hands full. Um, sounds like Jim Harbaugh is going to go with J.J. McCarthy over K. McNamara quarterback. J.J. McCarthy is thought to be of as the more explosive quarterback of the two, and you're definitely going to need that as the season goes on um, to match up with Ohio State and C.J. Stroud. But nonetheless, you have weapons on the outside like Ronnie Bell, Cornelius Johnson, Roman Wilson, and Michigan's defense is very elite as well. So Michigan's going to win easily. And I'm going to be a little bold and say they're going to cover the 51 and a half just because Hawaii, they're completely rebuilding. Um, 
And yeah, if you lose, if you give 60 points to Vanderbilt and another 50 points to your next opponent opponent, then uh, what, what's to say that you can't give up 50 or 60 plus to Michigan. So in the big house, so Michigan rolls in the big house quite easily. And speaking of the Michigan state Spartans, they are at home in East Lansing to host the host Akron, Michigan state the Spartans are number 14 in the rankings. 35-and-a-half-point favorites in East Lansing, and the over-under set at 56. Peyton Berger and Jalen Berger, quarterback and running back for Michigan State, did very well for Michigan State in their opening round game last week. Um, And Joe Moorhead and Akron is just going to – they're in for a long day in East Lansing. Akron's past defense is not great at all. 3 p.m. Central kick on Big Ten Network, and just – it's a talent gap in this game. Michigan State just has way better athletes, so – uh, Michigan State's win. Michigan State wins and covers 35 and a half. Washington State, Wisconsin. Uh, the Badgers are number 19, uh, hosting Washington State in Madison. And the Badgers are 17 point favorites. This is a 2.30 p.m. Central kick on Fox. Um, I'll say Wisconsin wins, but they don't cover. Um, Cam Ward for Washington State. He was the best player at the FCS level. Now he's at FBS level at the quarterback position for Washington State. Uh, Washington State known to have good passing attack. And Wisconsin, they'll give up some points and some yards. Um, but Wisconsin's not going to bowl you away with their offense. So I pick the Badgers to win but not cover in this matchup. Moving on to Houston and Texas Tech. The Cougars, uh, 25 in the rankings. They had a overtime win triple or four overtime win over UTSA last weekend in the Alamo Dome. Uh, Clayton Toon is going to be rolling right along as the Houston quarterback. Um, but on the other side for Texas Tech, um, Taylor Shuck, their starting quarterback is out, so you're putting in the Texas Tech backup quarterback. Um, this could kind of get, you know, this is kind of a Big 12 preview because Houston's going to join the Big 12 in a couple of years. Um, and this could be a Big 12 type game where, where it's just a shootout and there's no, there's very little defense. Um, there's very little defense to speak of. Um, and this is a 3 p.m. Central kick on FS1. Um, but give me Houston as road underdogs to win outright and cover the spread. Next game, Oklahoma is number seven, hosting Kent State. 33 and a half point favorites are the Sooners in Norman. 6 p.m. Central kick. This is on ESPN Plus. So. If you want to watch the game, you're going to have to buy ESPN Plus. I already have it. Um, Oklahoma is 28 and 1, their last 29 home games. Um, and Kent State has lost 13 straight games versus ranked opponents. Dylan Gabriel and the Oklahoma offense looked very good last week in their opening win. So I see seeing them having absolutely no trouble with Kent State um, Saturday evening versus uh, Kent State. Arizona State. Um, is going to Stillwater to take on number 11, Oklahoma State. Um, both teams are 1-0, uh, 6.30 p.m. Central kick on ESPN2. The Cowboys are 12.5-point favorites at home. I will say, you know, Spencer Sanders for Oklahoma State, he looked like a Heisman candidate early, but the thing is, um, the second half, Central Michigan put up a ton of points on the Oklahoma State defense, and Derek Mason's going to have to figure out um, – the defense for um, the defense for the Cowboys fairly soon. You know, Emory Jones for Arizona State could have put up some numbers, but 
I don't think uh, Oklahoma State's going to be challenged heavily again like they were last week versus Central Michigan in the second half. So give me the Cowboys to win and cover the 12.5-point spread. All right, a couple more games to go in college. Um, heading out west, uh, number 10 USC, 8.5-point favorites on the road after they absolutely destroyed Rice 66-7. to They are on the road um, in Alto to take on Stanford. 6.30 p.m. Central kick on ABC. Over-under for this game is set at 67 and a half. Caleb Williams um, looked just fine um, last week under Leak and Riley's, you know, in Leak and Riley's system. They're very familiar with each other uh, from being in Oklahoma last year. Uh, Jordan Addison, their wide receiver, is going to have a big game, I think. Um, USC's defense had three pick sixes last week versus Rice. I don't think they're going to do that again for Stanford, but you never know. Um, David Shaw and Stanford, they tend to play the Trojans tough up in Alto, up in Palo Alto. So um, this definitely could be a closer game than some people think. Uh, their running back, E.J. Smith, could help Tanner McKee um, just have a more balanced offense attack. But USC's just talent overall is better. So give me the Trojans to win. Um, and they will cover the eight and a half point spread on the road, but barely, not, not by a lot. And finally, Notre Dame. Number eight team after losing to Ohio, Ohio State last Saturday night. They are hosting Marshall. Back, they are back in South Bend for their home opener. The Fighting Irish are 20, 20 and a half point favorites. The over or under for this game is 51. 1 30 p.m. Central kick on NBC. Tyler Butner, he didn't make a ton of mistakes last week versus the Buckeyes. So um, he should be able to bounce back and put up some big numbers versus Marshall. Um, Notre Dame, they have good pass rush. Um, and the big number of this game is 42. That is the number of games that um, Notre Dame has won in a row versus unranked opponents, and it will probably be number 43 versus Marshall. Um, Marshall's quarterback, Henry Columbi, um, he comes from Texas Tech, so he has some big game experience a little bit, but it's just Notre Dame is just more talented. Marcus Freeman is going to have the guys bounce back um, from their loss last week versus the Buckeyes. So Notre Dame fighting Irish get gets their first one and they will move to one and one on the season. And then finally, not a ranked game, but you have Iowa State versus Iowa in their traditional week two matchup. Um, and Iowa should get the win at home in that game versus the Cyclones. All right, that's your college football picks. Pro picks coming up right now. All right, kicking us off on the NFL season tonight. Thursday night football, Bills at the Rams. Rams are the defending Super Bowl champions, and the Bills are this year's Super Bowl favorite. What more could you ask for to open up the NFL season? Kickoff is under two hours away now. Cannot wait for it. Bills, two and a half point favorites on the road. Outright favorites on the road are the Buffalo Bills um, against the Rams. 7.20 p.m. Central kickoff on NBC. Um, Josh Allen, the MVP. P favorite this year at quarterback for the Bills had a great playoff run statistically last year. Obviously, the Bills came up short against the Chiefs in the divisional round, and that's why the rules were changed for overtime, which I didn't agree with. But that's another discussion for another day. Um, on the other side for the Rams, you got Matthew Stafford finally getting out of the doldrums of Detroit, finally getting to a great team in LA and winning a Super Bowl. Um, and in addition to Cooper Cup, uh, are already seeming like one of the best quarterback wide receiver combinations in NFL history. 
you add Allen Robinson, the number one receiver from the Chicago Bears, into that weapons uh, department, and boy, Matthew Stafford has a lot of toys to play with now. Um, I will say Van Jefferson, the Rams home run hitter, is not going to be in the game tonight, but I still think Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson are going to get theirs. Part of that is because Tredavious White, the best corner on the Bills, is out for a month um, with an injury, and that includes tonight. Um, and here's an interesting fact. Since 2000, Super Bowl winners in the op- season opener the following season are 19-3. and three. So that is a great track ref- record for Sean McVay, who himself is 5-0 and with the Rams in season openers as their head coach. And on the other side, though, for the Bills, Sean McDermott, he's 3-0 and versus Sean McVay in his whole career as a coach and whatnot. Um, and Von Miller is now rushing Matthew Stafford. He is no longer rushing uh, Josh Allen or other quarterbacks. He signed a six-year, $120 million contract with the Bills in the offseason. Um, we'll see if he makes it that far in his contract, but I, you know, I'm rooting for Von Miller. He's an Aggie. Uh, one of the best pass rushers in the past 10 years in the NFL, definitely. Um, and another stat with the Bills last year in one possession games, they were 0-6. And this game is definitely going to be played close. I think, you know, both quarterbacks could make some big plays. But honestly, I'm going to pick the Rams um, as an underdog at home just because I think that their defense right now is more talented than Buffalo. Buffalo's offense is insane, but they're definitely – reliant on Josh Allen a ton to do everything, uh, to throw to Stephon Diggs, uh, Dawson Knox, um, and others on the outside. Uh, Devin Singletary, he's kind of a, you know, supplementary piece on offense for for the Bills. And the Rams, I mean, you know, they got a prolific passion tag as well, but Cam Akers is more of a feature back for them on offense. So give me the Rams to beat the Bills at home to start the NFL season on Thursday Night Football going against what Vegas is thinking is going to happen. And then now moving to Sunday games, we'll pick the noon games on Fox first. First, you got the Saints, five-and-a-half-point favorites on the road at the Atlanta Falcons, over-unders 42-and-a-half. Uh, the Saints are going to win this game in cover just because they both have they have good line, you know, offensive and defensive lines. Jameis Winston comes back. Michael Thomas comes back. They have Jarvis Landry as well. They added Chris Olave from Ohio State in the draft. Just a ton of offensive potential for this team. Very stacked and star-driven on defense as well. And the Falcons, I mean, they have Kyle Pitts on offense uh, at tight end. Like, he's one of the better tight ends already in the game. Um, And Marcus Mariotti, he's kind of a journeyman quarterback. Um, Number one draft pick from many years ago. Number two draft pick from a few years ago, I should say. But the Falcons' defense is just really weak, especially in the secondary. So... I'm just going to say that the Saints will win this game in Atlanta. Saints have not lost in Atlanta in quite a number of years, and I think that trend continues this Sunday as the Saints open up the season 1-0. And, of course, they have Alvin Kamara, too, in the backfield, not to mention one of the better running backs in the game. Uh, Next game, 49ers and uh, Bears in Chicago. The 49ers are touched on favorites on the road at Soldier Field. 41 is the over-under in this game. Trey Lance is going to be the 49ers starter, but you do have Jamie Garoppolo back, so that's going to be interesting to watch. Um, another talent gap in this game, just Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, uh, Elijah Mitchell on offense for the 49ers. 
Um, the Bears' best offensive weapon, other than Justin Fields at quarterback, is Darnell Mooney, their wide receiver. And they just can't. Matt Eberflus is going to have his hands full versus the 49ers. Um, and the 49ers arguably have one of the best rosters top to bottom in the NFL. So give me the 49ers to win um, in a game which they will cover, but probably win by 10 points, uh, not by two touchdowns or more. Um, Eagles at Lions. So the Eagles are four-point favorites. The Eagles have a very nice roster this year. They upgraded receiver with A.J. Brown on the outside. So Jalen Hurts has A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith to work with as his best receiver. So that's quite an improvement. Um, Darius Slay, an upgraded corner, good matchup corner, um, and a very, very, very strong offensive line as well to protect Jalen Hurts. And Jalen Hurts can te- take a, some big steps as a passer. The Eagles, that that's why the Eagles are being picked by a lot of people to win the NFC East over the Dallas Cowboys, just because of all the improvements they made at all three levels um, of their team. And the Lions, I mean, you, they drafted Aiden Hutchinson, who's promised, who's promised, you know, he could be a stud. Um, but it's it's the Lions we're talking about. They're they're just one of the worst teams in the NFL, and they're rated as one of the worst defenses in football. So the Eagles will win, cover the spread. Um, and I just think, yeah, the Eagles are just more talented than the, the Lions. And Dan Campbell can do all the raw, raw, the raw, raw stuff he wants with the Lions, but the Eagles just have a better roster top to bottom. That's just the bottom line. Uh, Jaguars at Commanders. This is going to be an ugly game in Washington. Um, Commanders are field goal favorites at home. 44 is the over-under. Um Jaguars, I think, have a real head coach now, and Doug Peterson provides more stability definitely than Urban Meyer did last year. Travis Etienne is back from injury. Um, they added Christian Kirk in the offseason. Um, the Jaguars did have the worst scoring offense in the NFL last year, so hopefully Trevor Lawrence takes a step forward. Um, they did lose 17 straight. The Jaguars have lost 17 games in a row on the road, so that's not a good track record. Uh, but the commanders, they don't, I don't think they're going to blow out the Jaguars. I, I honestly think the Jaguars is going to, are going to win this game because Carson Wentz, um, he has yet to prove that he's taken a step to be, you know, an elite quarterback again, like he was a few years ago. Um, don't get me wrong. The commanders have good, have a good defense in spots and they saw it off. It's a line, but, um, you know, I think the Jaguars, this is one of the sneaky games where they just pull the upset and, uh, you know, just pull it out on the road for Doug Peterson and Tre- Trevor Lawrence. Hopefully in year two can take a big step forward and um, hopefully have a better situation in the locker room and in the organization in general. So Jaguars upset Commanders week one, I'm calling it. Browns at Panthers. So this is the Baker Mayfield Bowl. Um, Panthers are two and a half point favorites at home uh, on in this game, over-under set at 41 and a half. Um, they do have Christian McCaffrey back healthy. Hopefully, he remains healthy for the full season. He has not been able to do that the past few years. Uh, and the Panthers are going to need him if they have any chance to compete in the NFC South going forward. Um, both teams have great pass rushers. I mean, the Browns have Miles Garrett, arguably the best pass rusher in the game. Um, you have Jacoby Brissett starting for the Browns for a majority of the season. He does have a solid offensive line in front of him, but um, here's what they have. 
here's what's working against the Browns. They are 0-16-1 in the last 17 season openers. Um, and I think the Panthers will win at home. Um, just because Christian McCaffrey, he's going to make some big plays. Baker Mayfield's out for revenge against the Browns for cutting him, letting him go. And the Panthers also have an approved O-line with their left tackle, um, their top draft pick. So give me the Panthers at home to win and cover the two and a half. All right. Uh, noon games on CBS. First, you have the Steelers taking on the Super Bowl runner-up, the Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati. The Bengals, six and a half point favorites. Overall, under for this game is 44. Bengals improved their defense a little bit. And the Steelers, they, they announced this week that Mitch Trubisky is their quarterback. Now, Mitch Trubisky, since 2018, he's 25 and 13 as a starter. So he's no scrub by any means. But... Um, both teams have good pass rush, especially the 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 Steelers led by TJ Watt, who should have been defensive player of the year last year, in my opinion. But um but with with the Steelers, they have you know, they have wide receiver talent with like Chase Claypool, um, Deontay Johnson, James Washington, not James Washington, he went to the Cowboys, but but the Bengals, I mean, they have Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, um, and good tight end as well. And you know, it's a divisional matchup, so Joe Burrow may not go off in the first game, but um, the Bengals will win, but the Steelers do not cover. The Steelers cover the six-and-a-half point spread as underdogs. Um, it's just divisional matchups. I think Joe Burrow starts slow, but then he picks up the second half. Jamar Chase, I think, will make some big plays as well in this game, and the Bengals pull away late to beat the Steelers. Patriots and Dolphins, so... Uh, Patriots are three three point underdogs in Miami against the Dolphins. Over under set at forty seven. Um, big acquisition for the Dolphins the off season was Tyreek Hill to help Tua Tagovailoa. Tua Tagovailoa is actually three and zero in his career versus Bill Belichick. Interesting enough, and Bill Belichick and the Patriots have lost seven of their last nine trips down to Miami. Um, but what the Patriots have working against them talent wise on their roster, they are the least talented roster in the AFC East and calling plays for the Patriots apparently are um, Matt Patricia, the hit who's been only a defensive coordinator, head coach and also um, Joe judge previously from the giants who were just awful last year. So that's just looking really fishy for Mac Jones. I feel bad for him. Hopefully they have something cooked up their sleeve, but um the Dolphins will win in a very close game. Um, Tyreek Hill might be able to make some plays versus the Pats secondary, but you know Bill Belichick is still regarded as the best coach ever in NFL history, and he's going to have the Patriots ready to go in Miami. But the Dolphins win a little bit, but do not cover the spread. Ravens at Jets. So the Ravens, they are starting um, Lamar Jackson, even though um, he does not have a new contract yet. And that is something to keep an eye on. Um, although he says they're not going to discuss throughout the season, but we'll just have to watch that closely. Um, speaking of Lamar Jackson, he is 37 and 12 in his career as a starting quarterback. Um, so pretty, pretty good chance he's going to beat the Jets. And the Jets, they are not rolling with Zach Wilson. He's injured, and uh, they are going to start Joe Flacco, who, of course, won the Super Bowl with the Ravens way back in, I think, 2013 or something like that. Um the Ravens just have a better defense, better offensive line, and a defense overall. The Jets have lost 12 straight games in the month of September, 
and who's to say they won't make it 13. So Ravens win and cover the spread in New York. Um, Colts on the road at Texans. Colts are eight-point favorites on the road versus the Texans. Um, Matt Ryan is uh, the new Colts quarterback, and you know we'll see how he hooks up with Michael Pittman and others on the outside to start. Um, you know, Jonathan Taylor, number one player in fantasy, one of the better running backs in the game. Um, yeah, I just think, you know, Davis Mills could put up some numbers for the Texans, but the Texans defense is just not looking great this year. Um, I'm in general not looking forward to the Texans winning very many games. Um, and last season, the Colts outscored the Texans 62-3. to Not saying it'll be the case this year, but the tr- recent track record has shown that, um, yeah, the Colts have handled the Texans. So give me the Colts to win, but not cover the eight-point spread. I think the Texans will make it interesting in Houston on Sunday. Uh, let's see if there are any other early games on CBS. No, looks like I covered all the early games now. So moving on to the four late afternoon Sunday games. Uh, first up, you got the Packers taking on the Vikings. Packers are point and a half favorites on the road in Minnesota. This is on Fox 325 p.m. Central. Packers, so they start life without Devontae Adams now. Um, Aaron Rodgers, I will say, last two seasons versus the Vikings, 13 touchdowns, no interceptions. That is quite the stat line to have. Um, Packers have a great defense this year, um, good offensive line. Um, they're going to stop the run. They're going to stop Dalvin Cook, try to stop him. Kirk Cousins, I mean, he has Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen still on the outside. Um, and, of course, Dalvin Cook to back him up in the backfield. Um, I will say the Packers, though, are 7-0 without Devontae Adams in the last three years. And Aaron Rodgers in those games are 19. He has thrown 19 touchdowns and only one interception. So I think the Packers win on the road and cover. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they do start life without Devontae Adams. Um, but... Aaron Rodgers will figure it out. Um, this game could be a little bit high scoring, especially with Kevin O'Connell, the new head coach for the Vikings, coming over from the Ram system, giving Kirk Cousins some new plays to work with. But I think the Packers will end up coming up on top. Um, we'll s- the next 325 game is going to be Giants at Titans in Nashville. Titans five and a half point favorites over under 43 and a half. Um, this is, you know, Titans will win, but this is going to be a very close, slow scoring game. Um, you know, Brian Dable, he starts his era with Daniel Jones as his quarterback. Saquon Barkley's back for the Giants healthy. Um, and both offense tackles for the Giants back, Evan Neal out of the draft from Alabama, right tackle. Andrew Thomas, a premier left tackle um, from a few years ago, is back in the starting lineup. And on the other side for the Titans, like Ryan Tannehill, he's been serviceable as their starting quarterback, 32-16 and 16 record as a starting quarterback for him. But um, the last few seasons, his his passer rating has gone down and down. They're just becoming more Derek, cent- Derek Henry-centric. I mean, why not? He's the best running back in the league, and he could lead, be the Russian champion again this year. So give me the Titans to win in a close game, but uh, not, not a blowout by any means in Nashville. Next game up is the Raiders taking on the Chargers at SoFi. Um, Raiders are three-point underdogs to the Chargers. Um, 325 central kick on CBS. Chargers are going to win. They have arguably the best roster overall in the game. They added Khalil Mack uh, in the offseason, also J.C. Jackson. 
Um, of course, Joey Bosa is still there, one of the best pass rushers in the game. Uh, the Raiders, speaking of Devontae Adams, they got him in free agency. Um, and he's going to be Derek Carr's n- new favorite weapon. And, of course, they were college teammates back in Fresno State several years ago. Um, but Justin Herbert and the Chargers offense, I think they're going to take advantage of the Raiders uh, secondary a little bit. And the Chargers should win at home and cover the three-point spread. And finally, the Chiefs and Cardinals. So this is a desert showdown. Um, Chiefs six-point favorites on the road. They start life without Tyree Kill, but you know their receiver core they have: Juju Smith-Schuster, um, Marquez Valdez-Scantling from the Packers, who's a home run threat. Sky Moore, McCole um, Hardman's still there. He's another fast guy, not named Tyree Kill. So Patrick Mahomes still has plenty of weapons to work with, and of course, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and and Ronald Jones and others in the backfield. He he's going to be fine on offense. Chiefs have won seven straight season openers. Cardinals are going to be without DeAndre Hopkins for a few weeks. Um, they lost Chandler Jones. Kyler Murray is going to put up some numbers in this game, but the Chiefs, I still think, are more talented. And the Chiefs' opportunistic defense with Frank Clark and um, um, Chandler Jones in the pass rush and Justin Reed in the secondary, they're going to be just fine. I think they're going to beat the Cardinals and cover the spread on the road. And then finally, Sunday night football on Sunday. Um, Buccaneers and Cowboys at Jerry World. Buccaneers, one and a half point favorites in this game. 7.20 p.m. Central kick on NBC. Over-unders, 50. Um, Tom Brady, I will note, 6-0 in his career versus the Cowboys. Um, there's a lot of stuff going off the field. Tom Brady rumors has it that he is having trouble in his marriage with uh, Giselle. Um, hopefully they can work that out. Um, but on the field, the Buccaneers, they have lost their center and left guard um, to injuries and, and moving to other teams. And with the Cowboys, they lost Tyron Smith for several weeks. Last year, they had the best scoring offense uh, yards-wise and points-wise. But, uh, you know, Zeke Elliott's getting a little older. Tony Pollard, I think, is now the feature back for Dallas. And Dak Prescott's going to, I think, have the worst offensive line in his Dallas tenure so far. If Dallas can rush Tom Brady and make him uncomfortable, then the Cowboys will win. But if Tom Brady just gets rid of the ball quickly, gets it to Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and others on the outside, then I think the Buccaneers will have no problem facing the Cowboys. So I think the Bucs will win and cover the point-and-a-half spread. And then Monday Night Football, finally, Broncos at Seahawks up in Seattle. Broncos six-point favorites on the road. Um, 7.15 p.m. Central kick on ABC. The return of Russell Wilson as the Broncos quarterback. Huge into contract for for him in the offseason from Denver. Um, he's going up against Geno Smith. Like the Seahawks have no chance. They're just in a complete rebuild. The Broncos, I think they are a quarterback away. One of the they were a quarterback away from being one of the elite teams at the AFC. And they got Russell Wilson. So this could be another situation. Like I said previously, you know, Tom Brady coming to the Bucs or Matt Stafford with the Rams. Maybe the Broncos take that step and win the Super Bowl this year with an elite quarterback. We'll see. But in week one, they'll definitely beat the Seahawks on the road. Um, Pete Carroll on the Seahawks. I, I think Pete Carroll's gone after this year, personally, on the Seahawks. All right. That is NFL week one and college football week two for you. Thank you guys so much for checking in the into the podcast this week. Tell your friends and family about the show. Go to anchor.fm slash Lance Sampson to support the show. Um, very much looking forward to the games this weekend, both college and pro Saturday and Sunday. Um, and tonight as well with the Bills and Rams. So thank you guys so much. I do appreciate the support, and I'll catch you in the next one. Take care. Bye-bye.